perfect. Are you sure? Did you hear mine? Yes, and we are completely in sync. We are completely in sync. Are you sure? We are not a second before nope. or after each other. Nope. All right. One hundred percent spot on in sync. All right. If you say, I trust you. And something tells me that this has something to do with our topic for today. But I've been wrong before. Well, what can you define what sync means? Yeah, it's the place where I wash my vegetables before I put them in the blender to make sweet potato soup. <laughs> well, you know I'm not dishes. talking about that sink. Oh, well, what are you talking about, sweetheart? Well, I'm talking about sink as S-Y-N-C. Oh, <sighs> sink. So we're perfectly in sync. Right. So what does that have to do with today's topic, honey? Well... I believe our relationship is in sync. That's why we are much more stronger, much more um, devoted to each other, much more committed to our marriage, and mm -hmm. everything is just good. Like James says, all good. So what does it look like for a marriage to be in sync? When you talk about syncing, it always reminds me of when there are two elements or two things is happening, situation is happening, and they're just going against each other, and there is this force or something, a substance in between these two situation or thing, bring them together and let them to merge or kind of, you know, um, come together, even though they are not of the same quality, character, personality, or um, they they have different substances, but there is this force in between, or there something should happen, like not not like a revolution, but something should uh, cat be a catalyst between these two elements to bring them into a merge to become one. So that's how I see sinking in relationship. How about you? Well, I see it as people who, you know, marriage is always two people with different backgrounds, different beliefs, uh, different ways of living, ways of viewing the world. And I think being in sync doesn't necessarily mean that everybody or both parties are in 100% agreement on things, but they find a way to reconcile their own beliefs or they find a way to coexist so that uh, these differences in uh, beliefs and, uh, and opinions and lifestyle differences don't cause friction. They don't cause tension in the marriage or the relationship or the, the co-worker, whatever, whatever the case may be. So I think it's just a matter of, you know, accepting the differences, learning to live with them. And in, a, in the case of a marriage, you take these differences and eventually you form a new identity with the husband and the wife. And so in the case of you and me, when we got married before, you know, before we met in March of 2019 and got married shortly after, 
you had your own beliefs and you had your own identity. I had my own identity. And then we became one. And slowly, you and I have become our, uh, an identity known as James and Sana. Like before, it was just James. It was Sana. And now it's James and Sana. And we've kind of commercialized it a little bit for purposes of our show and having uh, an identity that people can relate to us. But, you know, you, you, you take the, the married people. You have the, the Joneses. You have the Smiths. You have the Andersons. It's like there's a whole separate identity that is formed over time that once uh, comprised uh, two different people. So sinking is not always in agreement, but learning to live with each other mm-hmm. and coexisting without tension. When two people come into a partnership and they trust each other, um, it is no more about who is right or who is wrong, who is in charge, who is going to lead, who is to follow, and uh, so much more. It's more about how we are going to act on each other's behalf or how we are going to look at a situation that comes our way together um, and um, try to build a unit. Uh, And the unit becomes a system. Uh, And the system, uh, a family unit, uh, there's always input process and output just like any other system and if these partners these two person like you said from two different culture country background and all the stories they had uh in their life like we talked about in previous podcasts come together uh they bring much more innovation creativity much more um you know little bit of pieces of whatever they have experienced and the other didn't into the system. And as a process, the output of it is going, going to be much more greater, much more beautiful. Honey, that's well said, but I want to ask you, what does it look like when marriages are not in sync? When marriages are not in sync, that's already a biggest mistake to try to syncing it because the both a partner in this marriage try to fight for something that they believe personally it's right and the other party doesn't believe so so you're saying that if the more it seems like the more effort you put into it to sinking it like the more conscious effort you put into it the more difficult it becomes yes. because you've tried to enforce your own will on people yes. or your partner exactly okay. uh, when marriages are not in sync doesn't mean that something is happening out of the conscious of the human being and we are not aware of it. We are full aware of what is happening and we are doing it based on our own belief, perception and sentiment or whatever background we have grown up into. And we judge every situation based on what we believe it is right. But does that does not necessarily mean the other partner or the other party have the same belief system and as a result, you're going to have two persons in a relationship 
who is always trying to impose their ideas and their uh, belief system or they try to prove themselves right to each other. And then relationship reached, especially in the marriage, to a place where the two partner, the husband and wife, try to every day prove each other, to prove themselves to each other that they are right, that marriage will not survive. It will not have meaning. It is not in sync. And uh, it's going to become worse and worse every day. Hmm. Well, it's interesting that there's this dynamic of putting effort into something and that just makes it worse uh, because we think that if we are trying to do something, we expect a certain outcome. And when we're building a business, for example, of course, you have to put conscious effort into it. You can't just like put out a, like publish a podcast and say, okay, people come and listen to it. Well, you have to put some effort into getting people to make you aware of it, put some effort into making it interesting and relatable to people, something that people want to listen to. So there's effort in that part, but maybe you have to adopt an attitude of live and let live when it comes to relationships. But what I'm getting at is what what is the difference between making an effort to make a relationship work versus just trying too, too hard to make it work and making things worse? You see, if the two people who are in marriage and they, they notice that they are not in sync, that means they notice that each of them have their own faults and all these bitterness reaches to the point that they are actually becoming more selfish, egoistic and narcissist and imposing their rules on each other. If they come and they take the ownership of this and they understand, reach to that level of understanding, then it's become easier because they can come together and through uh communication, try to set aside all these disfamiliarity uh, or unknownness, uncertainty, and try to find a common point where both of them can agree to avoid all the bitterness or the worst scenario case that can happen in the future. But you see, when we are talking about synchronizing, especially in our case, we are talking about married people, um, it's something that I feel like the the word synchronized marriage, synchronized love affair, um, it's very um, it's very beautiful because when two people are in perfect rhythm with each other, everything just fall into its place naturally without them even put any work into it. When you are um, sync with your partner, with your better half. You are always fully present in that person's mind, body, and soul, and spirit. Um, so if one of these elements fall apart, there is always the other ones that can, you know, replace it. For example, in our case, we are physically apart, but we still have our mind, spirit, soul connected to each other. So two is better than one, the physical. That's why our love and our perseverance, our commitment, our responsibility towards each other as husband and wife supersede all the other negative things or negative uh, energies around us that want us to 
be bitter or not have a you know good relationship. So most of the time in love affair or in romantic relationship, it is very important for each partner to always feel connected with the that other person that the the better half or your soulmate, your wife, your husband. Uh, when that connection happens, basically you feel seen, you feel you are being heard, you feel you are respected, you are being valued, and you are cherished. And these are something that every human being wants to feel in their life, whether you are a good person or bad person. This is something common that every human being on earth want to feel. And as a result of it, when uh, they feel it, they continue producing positive energy wherever they go. And you can see it in their character, the way they sit, the way they talk, the way they're, you know, whatever is in their mind, they put it into word. You can see that they are getting energy from all these, you know, connecting points. So you see to be synchronized in a marriage. It's not something that happens by walking down the chair, church and telling vows and exchange your ring. It really, it really requires a lot of effort, I believe, and um, needs a really selfless person. Uh, so for us Christians, uh, I would... I would say Christian because that's what we believe in. And I'm sure in every other, uh, if our listeners are Muslims or Baha'i, Hindus, Jew, whoever they are, um, in their own religion, there are some sets of steps and rules in their holy book given to them in how to attract all this positive energy, especially when they are in a relationship with their man or wife, spouse. So, um, that's one step towards it, I would say. All right. Um, well, there's this yin and there, there's this yin and yang dynamic that I'm hearing from you. Mm-hmm. Like you, you said, I mean, in this in this recording, you have both said that it requires a lot of effort, and then you've also said the more you, effort you put into it, the more difficult it becomes. And so when I hear that, I th- I think of the negative energy that comes from our ego dominating the the marriage and you're talking about conflict resolution which we've talked about and it's easy for us to think well if sauna would just do things the way that i think they should they should be done then we'd be in sync if she would just do this there wouldn't be any problems and sauna might say well james just did this then we'd be fine. Mm-hmm. But you have this need to just let go of your ego and let go of your pride and say, okay, I don't understand why James did this. I don't agree with what James did, but I respect James in spite of his decision and I trust that he has the best interests of our family at heart in his decision. Right, it's just like, you know, uh, I was just thinking if like, I just wanted to suggest something to our listeners. If you're walking together, try to step on each other's footsteps. Um, 
maybe your husband's footsteps is five inch taller. Well, it's fine. It's not supposed to be always the same size. But both of you still walk along each other and try to complete each other. Even if one of you have a, you know, taller or a bigger footprint, right? Um, so you try to basically sink to, into each other, even though you are completely different. And like what James just saying, like me and James are in love. And that doesn't mean that our life is all rosy, just like the Hollywood movies you watch. We have our own issues and we discuss, we fight, we scream at each other. Could be daily, could be once a month. It depends. Uh, but um, what makes us to be in sync is that trust between me and him that cannot be broken. You see, when we got married, we married because we trusted each other. We knew that we were going, my husband going to have my back no matter what. Just the same as anyone's mother. Even if the son and daughter is a criminal, anyone close the door on those people, the mom will never close the door on those people. They will still bring that. And when we get married, it's just the same thing. We are When we say we are already one flesh, that means we are going to have each other's back. We are going to support each other no matter what, because there is that trust between us that makes us think to become that someone, that one person, sorry, to become that one. So you see, trust is the cornerstone of all the good relationships. I I may have people writing review after the hearing this podcast saying no love wins all. Um, I don't know if you are from same country, same language, same culture, and everybody has their own um, opinion. I respect that. I believe if there is no trust, there is no love. There is not going to be synchronized relationship. There is not going to be any fruitful, um, you know. Any any fruitful uh, goal or objective in a married life in the future, so the trust is very important. So even if me and James might really sometimes pull our hair and fight, sometimes we fall on the floor, sometimes James stamp his feet and is like no, but I trust him. I know that's that's supposed to happen. So tomorrow when we love each other, we even love each other more. <laughs> All right. Well, Sana is uh, sharing a lot of inside baseball into the dynamic of our relationship. But I will say that uh, in keeping with the spirit of this topic for today, we both had distinct identities going into this relationship. I had my way of doing things. I had experience being married before. Sana did not. Uh, but I will say that my experience with marriage was, uh, absolutely horrific. It, it was abusive. It was psychologically, verbally abusive. Uh, I, the, the person that I was married to, like I was describing this trust component before Sana just made her last remarks and the person I was married to had absolutely zero respect for me. Uh, when I, if I would make a decision that she didn't agree with it, I mean, it was literally her way 
I mean, not literally, but it was, you have to do things my way. And if you do things my way, then things will be all right. And that that is just the antithesis of a, a synced marriage. And, and it was to the surprise of no one that it ended up failing. Uh, and so I had to unlearn a lot of bad thought patterns when I went into this marriage with Sana. I knew that Sana was a terrific woman. I knew that uh, if I were to put my heart and soul into winning her over and making her my wife or convincing her that she wants to be my wife, I would. it would be the best decision of my life. And that's what I did. But it didn't fix all of the bad habits and all of the negative thought patterns that I had uh, acquired over the years in a very, very toxic relationship. And so I had to unlearn some of those bad thought patterns. But at the same time, I also had to accept you can trust Sana. Like you, we, you and I have, have, have uh, had our differences and Sana described a little bit about it. And there have been some tense moments, but for my part, I will say that I have learned that yes, we'll have these moments, but I don't have, I don't worry about our marriage ending. The previous one, it was, we're having a fight. Oh my God, the end is imminent. But I have, I've had to learn, we're going to be okay. We're going to make it. We can, I can get into this conflict and I can speak my mind and, and know that Sana's going to listen to me eventually and we're going to be fine. Like our marriage is not in danger of ending. So to, 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 to agree with you in a very roundabout way, Sana and I do trust each other and, and we have our differences and we're forming our own identity over time. And as we do that, the conflicts become more manageable. They become less stressful. And we're able to express ourselves without, without fear. We feel safe more and more. The more that we coexist, the more we live together, the more I trust her judgment. Like just recently we had an issue where I was considering doing something and, and Sana said, James, do not do that. And she made it very, very clear that she did not agree with my decision to do this. And I listened to her. Thank God. That's why we need our women. That's why women are, are there for us, to give us that, 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 that help. We, we need that as men, to be able to trust our women and say, okay, I trust this person's judgment. I don't exactly see 100% why I should do this, but I trust her judgment and I'm going to do it. So that's a, a really good place to be at in a marriage. And although we have our differences that I, I think that's an example of how our marriage is in sync in spite of our differences. Mm-hmm. Well, honey, I can say boldly learning to be in sync is a very, very valuable life skill. It can, it's not only used in, relationship between husband and wife and I think you can use that in all types of relationship um, 
So if, if human beings, both female and male, learn uh, the skill, I think they can overcome a lot of uh, negativity that is out there in the environment. Take things easy. Take um, things easy because marriage is easy. You heard easy. it here. I told you. A marriage it's is- easy as long as you do what I tell you to do. We won't have any problems. No, you're take, you're you're getting it wrong. <laughs> you're yes. you're you're going out of, <laughs> of the. Of course, <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm always wrong. Yes, it's always my fault. You see, you <laughs> you are thinking negative. Yes, just think positive. Just do things my way. Because you are personalizing. Everything will work out I fine. Said. I'm I, I'm completely joking, sweetheart. I'm not I the know. least bit serious in saying that. I, I bet you know that I was joking too. Okay, I couldn't tell by your face, but I I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, this was a really really good discussion. Discussion, and this was actually Sana's idea to discuss this, and I want to use this as um, an opportunity to tell you about a change in the format of our show. We are making more of an effort to make this more uh, commercial, I guess. We want we have a goal of monetizing it. And the first thing that we've done with the goal of monetizing this show is to just build more of a distinct identity with it. And so what you're going to see is two different uh, categories that's, that are going to be the first thing that you see in an episode title. I we published one this morning, uh, April 24th, w- that we're recording this. And if you look at your podcast player on your mobile phone, you will see that there's the word a gone nuclear in brackets. And that was, I don't, I, I can't remember the title of it, but uh, this one is going to be called, the, the category is going to be called the Book of Sana. Okay? So the Book of Sana, you're going to see that in brackets the first thing that you see. So if you see the book of Sana, you'll know that this is like Sana's brainchild and that it's her idea and it's something that she's doing and I'm uh, basically following her lead. And if you see the words gone nuclear in the brackets, then you'll know that it's my idea. I'm taking the lead and Sana is just along for the ride, holding on to the edge of the seat for dear life as we record. So in addition to this free offering on your third-party uh, app on your iPhone that you're listening to this uh, podcast on, we do have a, a good deal of material available on our mobile app. And to get access to the mobile app, you will see the Gun Nuclear section. Uh, we're going to be adding the, the Book of Sauna section to the app. But... All you have to do is just go to jns.media, and on the homepage, you're going to see a section to enter your email address and your name, and we'll take it from there. You'll hit submit, and then instantaneously, almost within seconds, you'll receive an email in your inbox saying, uh, click here to access James and Sana's mobile app. And it is going to require your phone number, to get a, a confirmation via text, you're not going to get spammed 
uh, via text. Uh, that's just the way that the company that I've partnered with, Learnistic, does it. It's I, I guess that's <laughs> they have their own reasons, but the phone number is only for account registration and login purposes. That's the only uh, reason that they collect the phone number. So they have their own reasons. I guess maybe people only have one phone number where they have 15 email addresses. I don't know the rationale, but that's the way they do it. But uh, we're not going to spam you. You're not going to receive any uh, sales messages via text. I don't, I'm not even going to see your phone number. Actually, I will. But you're not going to see it unless you ask for it. So, all right. With that, my name is James, and this is actually, Sana, this is your episode. So I'm going to let you do the call to action. Thank you, James, for explaining to this new change to our shows. Uh, I'm sure this change can uh, bring a lot of opportunity for our um, audience to interact with us. Maybe there are questions or there are some, uh, some people in our audience want to just talk to me and they can actually directly write a message to me or to James separately and we will shortly get back to you and get in touch with you. Well, thanks for listening to us. I hope we didn't bore you and till next episode um, I would say that means God be with you in Persian and my name is Sana. This is my uh, lovely husband who always agrees with whatever I say, James Newcomb.